Hi, I'm Dee Dee, a serial entrepreneur and lover of all things good. Good vibes, good business, good health. I'm here for all of it. From a young age, I knew that I wanted my life to be extraordinary. And for years, I asked myself, how could I fulfill that dream? With many learnings, failures, and successes, I've created multiple businesses and revenue streams that allowed me to quit the rat race we know as the corporate world and create a life where I spend my time doing things I absolutely love. I'm now on a mission to help others do the same by cultivating their talent, investing in their dreams, and getting them to the place where they can confidently stand in their power. So if you're here, welcome. And I just want to ask you one simple question before we get started. What would you do if you could do anything? If you don't know, that's okay. That's what we're here for. So let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to 2023. Today is January 3rd, and it is a new year, right? And it's funny, I was, you know, enjoying the holidays to say the least, but something that came to me and something that I was talking about a few people with was uh, the inability of, you know, people in general to relax for like, you know, more than a minute without feeling anxious, without feeling like they should be doing something or, you know, whatever that is. And, you know, I want you to picture this, right? It's the holidays. You've just hung out with your family. Uh, maybe it's even the ones that just passed, right? House is quiet. You went to all the dinners. You went to all the friend gatherings and you finally have some downtime. So maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. New Year's is done and you're so looking forward to kind of that break, right? Just to kind of regroup, recoup before you get started back to work or whatever that is. And you're super comfy sweats. You, know, you spend the day doing nothing and then anxiety kicks in, right? Could be that you're watching Netflix and everything is nice and peachy. And then afterwards, it's like, oh my God, I just spent the day doing nothing. Or maybe it's, you know, while you're doing nothing, you're like, ah, I should be doing something. That's definitely something that I struggle with personally. And I know many do. Um, It's hard to not do anything, right? Uh, You pick up your phone if you've got nothing going on. You're scrolling through Instagram, you're scrolling through TikTok, you're scrolling through Facebook, you know, checking your emails, anything to really keep yourself occupied. Um, And it's funny because this is something that I'll do, especially if I can't sleep or I've got insomnia until one in the morning, right? And I wake up the next day and I am exhausted. Uh, Happened more than once, right? It's like I almost need that time to decompress, but when I'm decompressing, I can't be doing nothing. It makes me super, super anxious. I just feel like I should be doing something. And It's interesting, you know, how often do we actually do nothing? And it's not often at all. If you look at 52 weeks in a year, we've got, you know, two days out of seven on weekends where we've got downtime or time off of work, supposedly, where we're doing laundry, we're prepping for the week, we're getting anything and everything that we need to get done that we weren't able to do while we were working our nine to fives or whatever that looks like. Um, No, 52 weeks in a year and many people start off with two weeks of vacation out of 52. That's crazy, right? Uh, The amount of time that we're actually given to have free time is very limited. And then when we do have that free time, it's really hard for us to slow down. Like, what do you do when you are even waiting in line? Say you're waiting in line for 
the train or the bus or the doctor or whatever that is. What do you do? You don't just sit there and wait. You open your phone and you take a look at, again, what's going on on social media? What emails have come in? Who can I text, right? And so a lot of the time when we actually intend on doing nothing, whether it's, you know, relaxing or meditating or doing whatever, you know, it's really tough because it makes us feel really anxious. Um, and so if you've never actually tried to do nothing, like really actually do nothing, I suggest that you do, like give it a shot. Literally sit yourself down, take two minutes, say I'm gonna do nothing for two minutes and just recognize or notice what happens. Um, if it, you know, if you're, if you're, you haven't done meditation or you're, you're not practicing meditation or whatnot, you know, I certainly wasn't for a long time and it's still difficult for me to feel like I'm properly doing any of this kind of doing nothing, this art of doing nothing through meditation. Um, yeah, we, it, it's really interesting to actually see what comes up because you'll start thinking about this. Like for me, I know if I'm sitting there doing nothing or I'm trying to follow a meditation, whatever it could be, first thing that happens is I'm like, oh, you know, um, uh, what's happening with my son? You know, is, is there something wrong? Should I go check on him, right? All these things that normally I wouldn't be doing or wouldn't be thinking about if I was just, say, working, um, they come up, right? It, it's interesting, it's really, really tough. So if you haven't done it, I suggest that you try and you notice it. Um, because my whole point to this is doing nothing is actually really important. Um, and doing nothing isn't a passive action. It's actually an active action. You you intentionally have to do nothing, right? So while you're doing nothing, you're actively intending to do that nothing, right? Um, and the thing is, we've we've literally trained ourselves, and we live in this world where we always have to have something to occupy ourselves. And why is that, right? Well, of course, you know, we know we literally live in a rat race. I mean, it is, um, you know, something that we run. We're, we're praised to do it. We're applauded for being busy, for burning ourselves out, for putting our professional uh, success first above all else. Like when you meet someone new, what do you ask them first? You know, you know, do you have a family? Do you have kids? Or is it what do you do for a living? Right? What comes first? What's the priority? What takes priority? Um, and really, we raise up those people who sacrifice their time, who sacrifice their energy, and even their personal well-being. We almost look at them as champions in the name of professional advancement, right? And and it's something that is, again, cherished almost, right? It's, oh, they're really good. They've given everything to this, the blood, sweat, and tears. And I'm not saying that hard work is not good, but at the end of the day, you know, who is that benefiting? Is it benefiting you or is it benefiting your boss, right? Um, or whatever that could look like. Uh, the other piece is we are constantly bombarded with dopamine releases, right? A lot of this comes from technology. A lot of this comes from social media. All we have to do is open our phones and scroll through, again, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, message someone on Tinder, um, get a good dopamine hit, right? When we are productive, we actually get that dopamine hit as well. And so as we're getting these dopamine hits all throughout the day from all these small little actions that we're doing, you know, once we stop and we sit, it's really hard to not be getting one, right? Especially when it's so easy to get one. It's hard to sit in not even nothingness, but um, what has become uncomfortable, right? In the sense of if we're not getting that dopamine, if we're not having that kind of high, it's not comfortable for us. We, we want to feel happy and 
kind of, uh, you know, enjoy our time 24-7. Like, we can't just have something that's mediocre. We've always got to be looking for that hit. Um, And so we're conditioned to get that. And we're not okay to be stagnant. Um, And that's one of the other pieces that really, really plays into our inability to actually sit with ourselves and do nothing. Um, and it can feel silly to to really do that, right? If you've got like 800 emails sitting in your inbox, you've got 10 hundred things to do or 50 chores to do around the house and you're doing nothing, you know, it, it's really hard to say or to justify, yeah, okay, you know what, I should just take these 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes and do nothing, right? I should just relax, like truly relax. When there's that much going on and there's that much to do, it can feel really kind of stupid, right? Like, what am I, I'm just going to have to do this later. But the fact of the matter is, and research shows this, you're actually more productive when you let your brain rest and restore, right? When we've got these kind of heightened levels of stress, uh, which is caused by constantly doing something, burning yourself out, right? Cortisol rises. It really does. So this produces, you know, tons of different detrimental consequences, including the release of inflammatory chemicals like um, they're called cytokines. And these disrupt your sleep. They promote depression, anxiety, increased blood pressure, all of these kind of detrimental consequences to being stressed out, to kind of running on fumes, right? Constantly doing something, not taking that kind of uh, moment to rest and relax. Um And this is the thing, we're so busy that it's hard for us to even think clearly, right? We're so busy, we're not in touch with, okay, what's going on in my body? What's going on for me emotionally? What's going on for me mentally? This really is just all about, you know, again, when do, what's the next thing? What, what's, where's the next hit, right? And when we lose touch of, uh, you know, our bodies, of ourself, of our mind, of our spirit, that's where things start to creep up and things we, we stop noticing. Right. And so maybe we only notice something when it's not going to say too late, but a little bit too far down the line or a a lot more difficult to fix. Um, There's also the case for a shortened attention span. Right. So if you've ever heard the phrase, what um, fires together, wires together, these neural pathways, if you're not practicing, you know, being able to sit or, you know, doing nothing or just sitting in, you know, sitting in peace without that dopamine those neural pathways, those connections, those habits are not being formed, right? And it literally is what's wired in your brain um, or, you know, lack thereof. And so that ability to focus for longer periods of time, we're actually never successful at it or we don't learn it, right? Or we don't enforce it because we're not wiring those pathways together, those habits, those learnings doesn't exist. So it's actually almost impossible to do until you start to do it, right? So the whole, you know, thing here is the art of doing nothing is really a beautiful one because not only does it reduce stress, it improves mental and physical well-being, it controls anxiety, even though you feel anxious about doing it maybe in the beginning. Um, It can even, you know, lengthen things like memory span. Um, There's tons of peer-reviewed studies, research papers all around this, but the fact of the matter is that we live in a world that doesn't support stillness of the mind anymore, and it's actually pretty detrimental, right? And again, we talked about what kind of causes that, and who does it benefit? At the end of the day, it'll benefit your employer, it'll benefit your boss, it'll benefit the corporations if they want you to consistently be doing things. Like, 
you know, we've all we've all done it. We've been at work and uh, okay, let me get more done, right? Let me get more done. Let me finish so that I can be done before the end of the day. I used to do it all the time when I worked in sales, right? Um, or when I managed sales teams, when I did sales training, it's like, okay, let me just get all of this done today so that I can kind of have an easier day tomorrow. And what ended up happening was because I was done, they would throw more on my plate and I would get that done too, right? Um, it's like you, you you finish the stuff, you do this stuff and it just keeps piling and piling and piling. Um, and that can be really difficult and we get into this habit or this kind of rhythm where we're, again, we're burning ourselves out, those expectations. And what are we doing it for? For that promotion, for that raise? The, you know, at the end of the day, how long does that take you? How much time and energy did you put in? And how much overtime did you do? How much money did you lose, right? Doing that. It's really, really tough. So here's the thing. What can we actually do about it? You know, again, I feel super anxious when I'm doing nothing. It's just, I think, you know, again, conditioning. And it's something that I consciously have to work at. Um, the first thing to do is to actually see what happens. So sit, take two minutes, literally put a timer on, whatever it is, and sit and do nothing and see what happens, right? See what thoughts kind of come through, what um passes through your brain, you know, whatever that is, just see what's going on for you. Um, and write that down and use that as your starting point. And the easiest path to really doing nothing is is meditation, more so because it's structured, right? So that's pretty well known. And you know, it really is the art of easing or clearing your mind. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, there's tons of benefits to actually doing that. So uh, how do we get into that? How do we start it? You know, when I first started meditating, I hated it. Like I said, I would um, get nervous. I would start wondering, okay, where's my son? Where's my kid? I have this to do. I have this to do. And I would go on and on and on about it. It felt like I just didn't have time and I didn't understand what it was. I didn't see the benefit. And with it, you know, after, you know, two, three days of doing it, I'm like, okay, what is this for? There's no benefit that I can actually see to doing this. Um, but the whole thing is, it's like, you know, you can't jump ship after two days and expect it <laughs> to work, right? Um, and I felt so out of touch. I was so burnt out. That was why I looked to meditation in the first place. I just had no idea what to do to actually help me with it. So what I started out doing instead of, you know, jumping right into meditation was I set goals for myself. So, you know, instead of saying I'm going to meditate five times a week for 30 minutes a day, it was like, Okay, let me um, just set a morning and night routine. So in the morning, you know, five minutes, night, five minutes. Again, you know, I, I do have a kid and who knows when he's waking up and when I have to pick him up out of his crib, all that stuff, right? We don't always have the time. I don't have time to do a 30-minute routine in the morning and at night. But what I can do is, you know, in the morning, I set my intention for the day. You know, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? What am I thankful for in this day? And then at night, I you know, do this activity, I call it cord cutting, or it's called cord cutting. I basically cut ties with, you know, any people I've been interacting with during the day, um, just to really clear myself. And that's like an energetic kind of activity. Um, and then I also say what I'm thankful for, you know, what did I do during the day? What was really good? What did I love? Um, and that really does help me just to book and the day. It's not a lot and it's really where I started, right? Obviously that has grown. So those habits, you know, I didn't start out with meditation. I started out with smaller habits, but they've grown to the point where, you know, after that I started actually um, 
not just doing that, but then adding in. So I have a um, like planner and I have a journal. So every morning, you know, add it onto that routine. It'll take me about 10 minutes, but I set down intentions for the day. I set down purpose. I set down focus, like all these different pieces in my planner and, and also set up my schedule so that I can stay on track and I can actually stay focused. Um, I set intentions around, you know, how I want to approach the day, whether that's less social media, less screen time, whether that's being more present um, when I'm eating, like little, little things that kind of pass through making sure my phone's not with me when I'm drinking my morning coffee or having breakfast, like just so that I can be there and be present, right? Um, and yeah, and then, you know, generally it just evolved. And then, you know, I'll do a meditation three times a week. There are different types of meditations. There's walking meditations. Um, there's guided meditations. There's meditations where you literally just sit in silence. You know what I mean? Um, it's not a lot, but you know, I would incorporate these in. So whether I was, you know, stretching after a workout at home, five minute meditation, like kind of a guided one, or again, that walking meditation, any of these pieces just to help me kind of sit and relax my mind. Um, and it, you know, again, it just keeps building from there. So now I do tons of different stuff. Um, but one thing that's also really helped me is when I go to well, a big issue for me with social is and is social media or you know screen time on my phone. Um, and so one thing that I've done is I have a screensaver, literally has a question mark. When I go to open my phone, I have to ask myself, you know, what am I actually opening my phone for? Is this to put something in my calendar or is this really just to, um, you know, scroll through again, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. Um, and so if I don't need to actually go on my phone, what I do is I take 30 seconds to a minute and I just sit, I close my eyes and I clear my mind as best I can. I always have thoughts that come through. My mind is never really clear, um, but I just let them pass. They float by, you know, and it is an exercise that has helped me become more focused. Um, I feel like especially before I started these small practices and this took a few months for me to kind of ramp up to where it is um, now, right? And, and to be consistent with it. But having these in, I mean, the focus and the clarity that I have throughout the day is so different than before. Before I was kind of just running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to figure out, okay, how do I finish this? Or how do I get this done? Um, and then feeling anxious when, again, when I didn't have anything to do, which is crazy, right? But planning things out, knowing what I've got to get done, knowing when I'm going to get them done, what are my priorities, what are my focuses for the day, you know, for the week, whatever that is, has been really, really helpful. So when it comes down to kind of quieting your mind and um, even getting rid of that anxiety around doing nothing or being quote unquote unproductive, doesn't have to be crazy, doesn't have to be extensive, difficult, grueling. I'm not saying you got to be like Buddha. Um, you know, but the evidence for positive outcomes through meditation or through quieting the mind is there. It's undeniable. It's research. It's science. It's fact. And again, we live in this world where we are constantly surrounded by dopamine hits and activity. It's really hard to sit still. It's really hard to actually take that moment. So if you're someone who struggles with that, like I do um, still to this day, uh, you know, just remember that you have so your time is so limited in terms of you know time you have to yourself time you have to actually relax time you have to recharge or regenerate and there's so many benefits to that the productivity when you are able to quiet yourself and and really just 
again, recharge, reset is huge. Um, even your just your mental, emotional well-being, reducing cortisol levels, all of these pieces, right? There's there's a huge case for it, and and you deserve to actually take that time, truly. Um, and you should be taking that time. It doesn't need to be crazy. It can be five minutes, you know, a day. Start off with five minutes, three times a week, whatever it is. And when you start to see those results, and when you start to feel the shift. I think that's where it starts to be like, okay, this makes sense, right? I, I can give myself 10 minutes a day to just recharge and reset my mind, you know, however that is, and just, you know, not to feel guilty around it, right? Not to feel guilty around doing nothing, that there's a pile of laundry downstairs, you know, 10 minutes is not going to change anything about when that laundry is getting done, unless it's 10 minutes earlier, like it's, it's not a big deal, right? Um, with that being said, you know, again, I just am a huge advocate for you know, making sure that you're in the right headspace and even these small little tweaks can be helpful, right? Because once we end up kind of losing ourselves to um, kind of the routine of the rat race and the routine of always doing anything or always doing something, that's where we really start to start to suffer mentally and emotionally and even physically, right? So wish you guys all the best. Hope you guys had a great holiday season and we will talk to you next week.